0: Hello. Hello. (laughs) I can't. Oh, there we go.
1: Okay. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Are we good? We're good. How are you? I, I'm on fire and I haven't even had coffee this morning.
0: What? How can you not have had coffee? Did you just get up? (laughs) I know.
1: I, geez, I, I can't have coffee before 10 because I'm doing this thing with my gut. Oh, and no, I got to tell you, I was just with a client and she said, girl, you are on fire. So Melissa, I have no idea what we're talking about today,
0: but it's going to be juicy
1: and it's going to be good.
0: <laughs> I have no idea either, except I have a question for you. I, I noticed in the um, the questions that you submitted, you said you call yourself a juicy old crone. I want to know what a juicy old crone is. That's oh. what I want to talk about. Okay.
1: Okay. I- I would love to talk, I would love to talk about ageism Mm. Uh, you know, here's, here's the thing is, um, I want to have a casual conversation to talk about things that most people aren't talking about. And I think you, I think you do that really effectively and I just want to come in and support that, um, You know, there's so much information out there Mm -hmm. and we, we have this glut of information and we're not applying any of it. What's the so what, so that Mm -hmm. I want, I want to be able to impart something you know, I, I love scripture in the old Testament. It says, you know, crack open your words so that common folk will understand. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think words are juicy. There's life in words, whether you're putting a spiritual connotation to it or just an English orientation, Yeah, there's power in words. And if we don't crack open those words, it's just more data in our head that clogs up the works. And I I think I think after this three years, there's a glut of information
0: and we're not applying it. Yeah. So, what do you think that application gap is? Because I think I totally agree with you. Like, we can, we have the basically all of the knowledge on the internet, right? Anything you want to learn, read, do, you can learn on YouTube or Google. But yet, we end up, you know, watching Netflix and scrolling social media.
1: <laughs> okay, so this is so funny. I'm going like give me a juicy quote, okay? And you know, this morning I got up and I was going, what what can I give Melissa and her audience? And this mm-hmm. is from Roy T Bennett, the more you believe in yourself, the more you can trust yourself. The more you trust yourself, the less you compare yourself to others. Ooh, I love that. And to me, trust is the key to yes. Mm-hmm. And most of us don't trust ourselves. I don't have enough information. I don't have mm-hmm. enough experience. I don't trust the fact that I'm a juicy old crone. You know, ageism is an issue. I'm 67. I'm going to be turning 68. I, I'm, I'm not relevant. I'm too old. I got too many wrinkles. I, I You know, I can't all this stuff. I can't remember. I have word loss. Well, guess what? Welcome to humanity. Yeah. I have 45 years, almost 50 years of experience as an entrepreneur that if I shut up and I go invisible, what if I, what if I cracked open one idea for some young woman in her forties Mm-hmm. And she was going to be, the Dalai Lama said, our hope is going to come and our help is going to come from a Western woman. Sandra mm-hmm. Yancey said that from stage at conference, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And it was like, I, I grabbed onto a live wire. I thought, oh, I know that I will influence that woman. Now that sounds self-aggrandizing. No, I'm just part of a bigger thing, something that's bigger than myself. Have Mm -hmm. I met her? I mean, Melissa, it might be you. Mm -hmm. And if I could give you one thing to hold on to when it felt like everything was going against you and I gave you hope Mm -hmm. to carry on and to be visible and to have the confidence to speak your mind, what does that mean? That means we have an influence into the future. And as a juicy old it's my responsibility to not be quiet
0: and to not yeah. be invisible. Yeah. And I think it's all of our responsibilities as Western women, if we identify that way to show up like we are the one, right? Right. Yeah.
1: Or, or how can we influence the one? I, I yeah. have someone in my life who I actually think Is going to be the one or is part of that circle for the one. Mm. And I absolutely am convinced that's my vision. And it may not transpire in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And am I okay with that? Absolutely. It could be my granddaughter influencing that woman. Mm -hmm. And so never losing sight that it takes a lot of us to bring this to pass. Yeah. And each one of us has a place and a responsibility to show up as our best self. Yeah. And to not compare ourselves to other people and say, my path is my path. Your path is your path.
0: Yeah. And I love that point around trust because that's really so profound because it does all stem from that, right? Like trusting ourselves, trusting that, that God has already put inside of us, everything that we need to fulfill the mission, the purpose that he's put us on this planet for right. And trusting that and trusting what he's told us and promised us, right. And stepping out from there that we don't need any more information. I mean, it's, great to learn and so forth. And I love learning, but it's not learning from a place of, well, I have to learn because I'm not enough. It's learning just for that hunger and love of, you know, building ourselves up and, and, you know, I don't know. I just love learning from that, from that place. Right. So here's, Here's
1: because I, I'm a certified strengths coach, right? And so one of the strengths is learner. And so I have been a conference junkie since I was 23 years old. First conference I ever went to. And it was like, Oh my word. I love this. I'm I love going to conferences. My husband says, you know, how many conferences have you gone to in your lifetime? I mean, you know, you know enough. And I said, you know, it isn't that I'm not enough. It's that I thrive on the act of taking in information. Mm-hmm. So, in strength finders, there's something called input. So, the, the difference between input and learning is you love, you soak up all sorts of information if you're high in input. And the metaphor is you're like a sponge, mm-hmm. you got to soak stuff up, right? Mm-hmm. But like a sponge, if you soak everything up and you don't dispense it, you become stinky and you rot. So input is you learn, you love to learn, you love to soak it up because you might have something relevant that you can share with someone else down the road. Well, part of input is you have to soak it up, but you also have to teach it and dispense it. hmm And so it isn't from a place of enoughness. It's a place of confidence. Oh, I'm expressing the fullness of my strengths and my gifts in a way that uplift and honor other people. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense to you? It's like that reframe. It's coming from a place of abundance and fully expressing who you are instead of, oh, man, I. I can't compete with these women. I And you're comparing yourself and it's the less than. So mm-hmm. instead of thinking what's wrong with me, you come from a place of what's right with you. And because you're so settled and assured in who you are, you don't have to be boastful or braggadocious. There's just a deep, you know what? I can access my inner swagger mm-hmm. in a way that is it's the right size.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's teaching women to be the right size, not too big and not to shrink back, but to stand their sacred ground. That's Brene Brown. And yeah. it's helping women stand in their sacred grounding in who they are and what they've been called to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we did, We just jumped right into this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know we need to introduce you. Oh yeah. Okay. That too. So do you mind? I can read, let me read your introduction. This is Betsy Clark. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to our conversation. <laughs> uh, Betsy's been a successful entrepreneur for 43 years. She's previously worked in interior design and created beauty with paint. And now she uses words, as we can see <laughs> and here I should say. Uh, Her mission is to help women who know there is more, yet they struggle identifying or accessing their brilliance. She gets it. She has been there. I would love to hear more about that. Uh, By reframing this impasse, she supports women to understand and apply their uniqueness in order for them to thrive and make the impact they long to make with more focus and ease. Allowing these women to live more fully, flourish, and be unstoppable. Betsy has lived in Colorado Springs for the past 30 years with her husband and dogs. She and Archie are truly happy campers, and they frequently or they frequently travel in their truck camper to play with their kids and grandkids to soak up the beauty of Colorado and the Wild West. Welcome, Betsy.
1: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: so Thank good you. to have
1: you here. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah. So let's just take a a drive down memory lane of your entrepreneurial journey and um, just tell us how you got to where you are, where you started out, how you became an entrepreneur. I know there's lots of women listening to this podcast that are just in the early stages of their entrepreneurial journey. And maybe what would Betsy now, 43 years later, tell her past self about being an entrepreneur and embarking on that journey.
1: You know, it's funny because I I've always been a coach. Yeah. Whether I knew it this is like back in the 70s when coaching didn't even exist, right? <laughs> they were just athletic coaches and I played, I was an athlete and I just love the encouragement, the walking alongside people, shoulder to shoulder. And when you're feeling wobbly, you can lean on that coach. Mm-hmm. But a coach has a perspective. They're on the sideline and they see things that you can't see while you're in the midst of the field. And so there's tremendous growth and confidence knowing you've got someone who's walking beside you. Mm-hmm. So I got a degree. I'm an artist and my 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 dad said, you just can't get a degree in art. That's, that's never going to work for you. And (laughs) you can't make a living. So I listened to him and I got a degree in, in health and community health education. And my roommate owned a franchise at the time, and it was called diet center. So this was in the the mid seventies before there was a weight loss industry. So there was really, it was weight watchers and that was about it. And so there was no market really. It was all, it was a fledgling business. But because I was involved in nutrition and that sort of stuff, I said, well, you're going to sell your business, I'll buy it. Well, I'm 23 years, what do I I know at 23? So I buy this franchise, I don't know what I'm doing. And my father and father-in-law said, don't do it. I mean, like, this is crazy. But I trusted me. And so we were talking about that earlier in the conversation. I knew my gut said, this is your moment. Mm-hmm. go for it. It was expensive. I didn't know what I was doing, but I figured I could figure it out. And so I had that for a couple of years and I, I got pregnant and couldn't, couldn't do both things at one time and raised my kids for a couple of years. And then my husband and I, um, being an artist, I, I knew that was something that needed to be expressed in me. And so we started doing faux finishing. And this was in the late 70s, early 80s, when everyone was still calling it fox finishing. (laughs) And they didn't really know what it was, specialty (laughs) paint finishes, wood finishes, all that sort of stuff. And so, um, again, Melissa, I picked an industry that took discretionary income. I mean, like this wasn't a have to have. Mm -hmm. And so there's this whole mindset around being a starving artist, you know, artists can't save money and that blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what, 35 years later, both my kids have graduate degrees, and they're both, you know, responsible tax paying adults. And it was again, you know, what is faux finishing? How can you make a living doing that? Again, it's like what are you thinking? But it was this: I need to bring beauty so that women can feel uh, aligned in their havens, their their refuge, make their home a home. Because what I was seeing was a lot of these designers are really, really good. And I lived in San Diego, did a lot of work in Fairbanks Ranch and La Jolla and Del Mar. That you know, that high end. And you know, these women would they needed help because they didn't know how to work with colors and that sort of stuff. But what would happen is they'd get a designer to do their living room, and then they'd get a designer to do their master bedroom, and then they'd have a different designer do the playroom downstairs, and you'd walk in, and you felt like you were in Donald Duck's house. You had three <laughs> different kinds of things going on. Yeah. And so helping women trust their instincts and teaching them. So I became a color coach, again, before there were coaches, And I learned the power of asking powerful questions, Mm. you know, and guiding people to make the decision that serves them best. Like, you know, here's your dining room. Are you going to use this in a formal setting or is this in an informal setting? Are you going to use this in the morning? You're going to use this at night. It's a north facing wall. It's going to go more blue, you know, like those kinds of things, educating people to see things they've never seen before. Well, you fast forward that to me being, you know, I've been a mindset chaplain, you know, helping people reframe how they think a transformation coach, you know, all that sort of stuff. But how do you view you? Because how you view you is how you do you say mm-hmm. that fast four times with that coffee. Yeah. But the truth is, we don't live a very examined life. And I want women to pause and really get quiet and examine their lives, the way they think, the messages they're telling themselves. You see, having worked in interior design, you know, it was no big deal to go up 16-foot ladders and you're, you know, you're really high up there. And you drop your chip brush and you got to go down and pick it back up. And what I see is a lot of women taking advice, unexamined advice, because Mm -hmm. they're not clear on who they are and they don't trust themselves. And they climb and they, you know, it's the next rung and the next rung and the next rung and the next rung. And here's the deal: when they're in their fifties and their sixties, they they're at the top of the ladder, and they're on the wrong wall. They're on the wrong wall. And that, to me, that's that's really sad. Mm-hmm. So if I can get women to stop and say, "Is this true for me? What evidence do I have that this is true for me?" Um, I really feel like I can help women access who they are, their unique brilliance, because each one of us has strengths and gifts and talents. In a combination, it's very different. Mm-hmm. You and I are both coaches. We're both consultants. We both help women. And, and move the needle on their business, but we do it very differently. And so the mm-hmm. people that resonate with you aren't always going to resonate with me. Well, that's not a bad thing. It's a good mm-hmm. thing. And so if we can put the emphasis on the right syllable and, and really stop comparing ourselves with everybody else and learn to trust, life is
0: different. Yeah. It's very different. I love that. And I think as you were talking I was thinking about the stories that we tell ourselves about what we've been through in the past. Yes. And that that is for me was very transformational in the I mean I've been in business for 17 years and for I don't know probably the first 10 or 12 years I always felt like a beginner. Like I always thought, like the sentence in my mind was, I'm, I'm a beginner. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it was until I started, I discovered coaching and started getting, having a coach and getting coached myself that I started changing that story and going back and looking at everything that I've been through in my life and in my business and how I sustained my business through all different phases of my life. And that I can change that story of what I make all those experiences mean, not that they were all failures and that I got an F in every test that life threw at me, (laughs) but that actually what was happening was I was learning all along the way. And, you know, that learning is the success piece. And now for me, the story is that I bring all of that together. In a beautiful way to serve my clients. Like I had to go through all of that. So that's the story, you know, that I, that I tell now, right. That I went through all the things that I went through because now that's what I get to offer to the world. Right.
1: And if you weren't aware to receive all aspects of that learning. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to call it a learning as opposed to a teaching. This will teach you. You'll yeah. learn. This will teach you. And I, I, that just doesn't land right with mm-hmm. me. And yeah. so what's the learning? What's the thing I can take away from this? Mm-hmm. And I think if we reframe that, I, I think if we can be more gracious in how we interpret much of what we interpret. Yeah. It, it, land, I mean, if being hard on ourselves worked, we would all be further along.
0: Right. Totally. I say that all the time, like, right. yeah, if beating ourselves up and criticizing ourselves really made us better, how good would we be right now?
1: <laughs> it doesn't work for me. I mean, no, I, it doesn't I just, work. I crumble when the inner inner critic just, you know, I jokingly call it mind monkeys. How do we mm-hmm. get the mind monkeys to sit down and shut up? Mm -hmm. You know, I was in South Africa, well, actually, I was in Mozambique, and it was on a a game park, and so we had these beautiful rooms, and they said, you know what, there's only one rule, don't leave the room with your door or windows open. And I'm going, well, okay, that's kind of simple. Well, I was traveling with two doctors, and they, they knew better than the people at the game reserve, and so they left these, had these transom windows up at the top. Right, and so they they opened them up, and when we came back from our event later that night, I heard these two guys laughing, and I, you know, I don't want to miss out on a good time, so I poked my head out my door and I say, Hey, so what's going on? They said, Come here, come down into our room, take a look. Well, so what happened is these monkeys. Had climbed up this tree, coming in through the transom window, and they'd shimmy down on the drape so you could see their fingerprints on the glass, oh, right? Yeah. So they'd gotten on the bed, and one of the doctors had left his his suitcase on the bed open, right? So it, I, in my head, I'm going ten little monkeys jumping on the bed, one right, time that's what one I'm falls thinking. off, right? Okay, <laughs> so they're clearly having their way on this. This bed, and there's stuff that's all over the place. They pulled stuff out of his suitcase and they've they've relieved themselves on their bedspread, and they've just Um, made a mess of their room. So then we go into the vanity area and they had a coffee set up, you know, those little creamers with the tin foil on the top and the plastic. So you take in their little monkey fingers and go like this, and they've broken through, they were smart, they've broken through the tin foil and they've been doing creamer shooters. Well <laughs> work with monkeys if you get my drift. So then they really had their way in the room and then they just scampered out. They just went right up the, the drapes and out the window. And you're going, Betsy, I don't really care about monkeys in Mozambique. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is that's what happens with our mindset. Mm-hmm. When we leave doors and windows open of opportunity for the mind monkeys to come in and wreak havoc, yeah, they do. And Mm -hmm. so we have to be intentional about what we receive and what we allow in. Had they not opened those transom windows, their room would have looked like my room. But now I have this great metaphor (laughs) to teach people, you know what, make sure that you keep the windows and doors locked to those things that you don't want to come in and have wreak havoc in your head.
0: Yeah. So talk about what that, what that looks like in practice for you. Like, how do we actually do that? I I am
1: very mindful um, how I start my day. I start mm-hmm. my day. I'm like, I'm a free spirit and I'm very disciplined in how I start every single day. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I have, you know, on my phone, every morning at six o'clock, I've got this message that pops up and I have something that I read that is powerful me. So for me, it's scripture, it's sayings that have meaning. It's how do I activate my reticular activating system or Mm -hmm. RAS. So it's that thing where I say, Archie, I want a black Honda with white leather interior. I've never seen that car before. And I say that And all of a sudden, guess what I see on I-25? Nothing but black Hondas with white leather interior. So there's a part of my brain where I've activated and say, pay attention. And so my brain is designed to always be looking, is that a black Honda? Is that a black Honda? Is that a black Honda? Do I want to make a six-figure income? Do I want to impact 45 women this year? You know, whatever whatever your goal is. So I keep those things in the forefront, top of mind. Mm -hmm. Think about that, top of mind. Always thinking about those kinds of things. And that's how I set my day out. I stretch, I make sure that I'm comfortable in my body, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Mm -hmm. I hydrate, I exercise. Those things are really important because they set me up to receive because if my receivers are clogged with sugar and fat and caffeine and sitting at my desk, which I did a lot through COVID because I had a bum hip, it doesn't serve me well. So mm-hmm. what are the things that serve you well and pay attention? And so instead of just being intentional, because that's in our mind, you've got to make a commitment and that's putting it in your calendar. hmm So how do you go from thinking that's a great idea to implementing it? Yeah. And and then the last thing I do is when I go to bed, Thomas Edison said, never go to sleep without giving your subconscious an assignment. Oh, And here's a guy who didn't create the light bulb and figure out electricity 10,000 times. So this guy has earned my right, his right to speak into my life. Mm-hmm. You got to pay attention of who's, whose advice you're taking. Mm-hmm. That's a filter and a grid that I, I use. And so when I go to bed, if, if I have a challenge, so I have a, a business challenge, I'm working on how to create another program. to will launch maybe in March, I think. And, um, No, it is in March. I know that. And so, what I do is I go to bed and I say, okay, what is something, what is one solution that I can come up with Mm -hmm. to make this an easier process? So, you know, you wake up, you don't think of anything. And then two days later, you're in the shower. It's like, oh, that's a great idea. Where did that come from? That came from two nights ago when you put that. Into your brain because your your mind just keeps going. If you ever notice yeah. that you dream at night, that's where you get your answers. So I have a pad of paper right by my bed, and sometimes I can't read my writing, but I get ideas in the middle of the night and I write them down. Mm-hmm. And so it's those things that I've implemented for years that have helped me achieve you know my goals or my goals, and they may not be your goals or impress you, but I've lived a really juicy, good life. And it's because I've been intentional and I've been consistent with, I think rituals. Mm -hmm. And, and one of the things that I see as we've been more isolated Mm -hmm. in the last three years, we've given up some of those rituals and I think when we when we travel, especially over the holidays, when you're with family or friends and you're spending 10 days with people that three days would have been better than 10, we <laughs> give up those rituals and we need those rituals more then than we do when we're doing this stuff of life. Does that make sense to you?
0: Yeah, it does. And I think what I have noticed with the most successful people you know, whether it's financially or just successful by living their passion, living out their mission, is that it is in doing. And first of all, it's in intentionally um, creating the thoughts that you want to create and then intentionally doing the little things. It's Mm -hmm. not just about one big thing that you're going to do that's going to, you know, create all the success that you want. It's in doing all the little things all along the way and remaining faithful because I don't, you probably know the quote, I can't remember it, but it's about success is sticking with what you're doing when everybody else gave up, right? Yep. And so, and that's really what I've noticed. So I love that about creating the habits, creating the rituals that you know are going to contribute to getting you to where you want to be and, right. and creating that intentional life on purpose.
1: Well, there's the, the compound effect, which is a great book. And then yes. um, Jeff Olson wrote The Slight Edge. And mm. both of those books talk about the small things compounded over time mm-hmm. are what differentiate intention versus commitment. hmm we, we live in such an epic society. Everything has to be the best. We, we joke, it isn't just a Super Bowl, it's the Hyper Bowl. It's <laughs> this hyperbole that it, everything has to be the best and all that sort of stuff. And we get stuck, sucked into comparison. Yeah. Because my life feels so ordinary. But you know what? Most of us live our lives in the common hour. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful... What a beautiful way of looking at it so that you aren't so tuckered out by all these self-imposed epic ideas that you miss the common hour. The common hour is me going and having my grandson play with my little green bracelet Mm -hmm. and looking at his fingers and thinking, what is he thinking when he touches this? I mean, is this something he'll remember when he's 15? You know, those are the common juicy hours. And instead of, me being on stage speaking in front of 10,000 women, which has more value? I, I don't, you know, it's not a, I know the answer to that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it is. It is the common hour and the living our lives and enjoying that journey, whether it is what we think are the big things and the small things, it's all part of it.
1: Well, you have to have small things in order to appreciate the big things. And you got to have the big things to appreciate the small things. It's, you know, the big stones and the small stones and the sand, they all have value and they all have their place. Yeah. We just have to make sure that we're consciously arranging it in a way that
0: serves us. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the key word is conscious, right? So many of us are living unconsciously and just going with the flow and not creating and conducting our lives the way that we want to be living. And we blame it on the circumstances, whatever's going on around us, but we all have the opportunity at every moment to be conducting our life the way we want to, we get to decide.
1: So I I have these things called grace cards. And it's giving yourself permission to love, accept, and forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. And Richard Rohr has this great definition that forgiveness is of the three. That's usually the hardest thing of all. Mm-hmm. And it forgiveness is letting go of the past you wish you'd had. Mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And and so what grace is is giving radical acceptance consciously every day. Yeah. And can I be okay that today I lived my life in the common hour? Can I accept that? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, because if I'm constantly fighting that, I'm gonna be so wrapped around the axle when the big opportunity, the big, you know, the big grandiose idea comes, I won't, I won't have the energy, the focus, or the mindset to do it. Mm-hmm. So we've got to accept. And it's, and this does not say excuse card. It says grace. Yeah. You've, you've got to be willing to accept so that you can move forward.
0: Yeah. And offering yourself that grace is part of developing that trust as well. Right. With ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean,
1: there, there are days, Melissa, I hate to say this, but there are days that just, I've got a, I've got a rotten attitude. (laughs) <laughs> and I just realized, you know, it's one of those days. This might be one of those days that I go under my flannel sheets and pull out a book and, you know, I take half half the day off. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often, but it's always an option. It's always an availability to me. Mm-hmm. And it's acceptance. Am I okay mm-hmm. with that? Does that really mean that I'm a lazy sloth who's never going to amount to anything. No, it just means I'm having a I'm having a hard day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's trusting that that's yes. not who you are. Trusting that who you really are still prevails, right? Even if you are having a bad day.
1: Right. I keep thinking of Annie. You know, the sun will come up tomorrow. <laughs> I think I think in musicals. I just love the some of these songs that just keep totally. resonating in my head. You know, Me I keep, I think of Tony singing something's coming. I don't know what it is, but it is going to be great. You know, I just keep <laughs> thinking, "Oh, that's hope. That's yeah. hope." You never know who's who's going to walk into your life.
0: Yeah. So true. So what are you fired up about today? Life. <laughs> I'm fired up about life. I
1: it's it's the end of 2022. Mm-hmm. And how can we reflect on, you know, I'm still working on my my end my year-end goal. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna still work on it till the 31st of this of this month. And I, I haven't achieved it yet. But I still got, what, three weeks left? Yeah. So I've still got time and realized where I've come from last year, December 31st, 2021. I mean, the the amount of growth and healing that has gone on in my personal life, the ability to connect with women and and hopefully influence them for good Mm -hmm. and make some sort of impact um, you know, I've got I've got a miracle baby that y- you know we didn't know that we could have, and mm. got another baby, and I, you know, like life is good and rich. And yes, we've gone through some really really difficult times, yeah. And you know, suicide and loss, and you know, just really rough health things that have happened, um, disappointments, and you know what, Melissa, I'm still standing. Mm-hmm. I'm still standing. My dad just turned a hundred. Wow. You no, know, I've, I've got another, I got another 15, 20 years of work inside of me. Yeah. That's good. Is it perfect? No. Do I have areas that I need to grow in and work on? Absolutely. positively. And I got people that will support me in the midst of that. Yeah. So that I can go out and do what I've been called to do and to support women to do what they only they can do. And that's Mm. a good place to be.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you see for yourself in 2023? Tell us everything.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, I've got some really fun programs that I've got up my sleeve. I'm working with a fantastic coach. I'm hiring some new people that makes it really fun. I see some expansion coming and real clarity. And Mm. I also see three extended camping trips this next year, which I think sounds like a blast.
0: Do you and know where?
1: Yes. We're going to go to Montana. We go down. I just got back from a two week camping trip in Arizona and Phoenix. And then um really excited. We're going to take our granddaughter to Utah for about um, eight days. And she's just a little, she's eight months old. Oh my and goodness. I know I, I, my husband and I met in Utah. And so to be able to take the next generation. Um, so there'll be three generations of Clarks in the desert. And that to me, I, it just lights me up Yeah, and it just, you know, it's going to
0: be really fun. Just making memories.
1: You know, it really, it is about the experience. That's what we, we made the decision about 20 years ago with our kids that we weren't going to give things. We were going to create experiences. And so for right now, based on some family dynamics, we are just traveling in the United States and we're making, we're making the most of it. It's just really fun. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So I really am loving this conversation and thank you so much for being here with us today.
1: (laughs) This has been so fun. It's my pleasure. I It's just so funny. It just sort of
0: woo, just took off. I know. Well, that, every time I get to talk to you, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank and I you. love it. Yeah. So tell us how we can or tell my audience how we can stay in touch with you. And if you have anything you want to offer us today, we'd love to hear about it. Well,
1: you can go to my website, which is um, www.com coach, the number two and strengths, and it's plural.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, I imagine you'll put that in the show notes. Um, I would love to offer these grace cards. And I've got a couple of them. And it's just so important that we have this reminder before us to give ourselves grace. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're we we're, we're flossom. We make mistakes. We flub up. Things don't always turn out the way we want to. And yet if we could take a breath, pause, you know, forgive ourselves for our humanity, right? Because we all have our stuff. It's it's what's the impact? Mm-hmm. How can we give ourselves grace so that we can keep moving forward to the things that really matter? So mm-hmm. I would love to be able to give um give them these grace cards. I'll mail them. I do need their their snail mail address just because it's a physical card and I will send those to them. Um And, you know, if they go on my website, there are a couple of different offerings they can take advantage of. But um, I think grace is really what we need. It's a great way to start this new year.
0: It is. Yeah, I love
1: that. And to end this one. And to end (laughs) this one. Yes. Yes, Give ourselves
0: grace for 2022 and grace for 2023.
1: (laughs) And 2024 and all the years that come.
0: Yes, I love it. Thank you so much for being with me today. Oh,
1: it was a blast. Thank you. What What a delight.
0: If you like this podcast, then you have got to sign up for my free on-demand video training, Grow Your Sales, Doing What You Love, where I teach you in depth my simple process that you can implement right away to harness your mindset and your skills to grow your sales to whatever level you want. So go grab that now. The link is in the show notes and I'll see you next time.